So there are certain times of the year when it's customary to, to give a gift. Uh, if you're married, there's the wedding anniversary. Um, your wife's birthday is probably important as well. Uh, Christmas, those kind of things, these kind of events are good to mark. I'm, I know one of, the, uh, one of my brothers in my community, his dad, on the 30th, yeah, 30th uh, anniversary of his parents' wedding, his parents' marriage, um, the dad decided to, to be very practical and to give something that the wife had always wanted. The wife had always been complaining that there was this one household item that just never worked when she wanted it to. And so for the 30th anniversary, uh, he bought her a really good Hoover. And, um, and for some reason, the gift didn't go down well. Uh, they explained it to me, but I, I didn't understand why, why it didn't go down well. I think it's a perfect solution. She complains of a problem, he fixes the problem, and she's not happy with it. I don't. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. It's complicated. But anyway, point being, um, there are like Christmas, birthdays, there are times when, when it's customary to give gifts, when it's customary to, to you, like, you have an opportunity to show you care. Uh, and it's, it's good. It, these, these are good things. You know, there, are, there are certain occasions when, when, as I say, people are kind of reminded, if, uh, as such, show that you care about this person. Show that you're willing to give them time, or a gift, or a card, or a phone call, or a text, or, or whatever it may be, uh, some sort of a gift. And that, that it's good. It's good that we have this opportunity to, to show our, our love for each other, and to, to show how, in, I suppose, in tune we are with, with each other's needs, that we'll buy each, other's, we'll buy each other hoovers when, when we need them. Um, so, the Lord here in this gospel is... This is uh, taken from John chapter 21. So 21, it's near the end of John's gospel. Up till now, we've been reading uh, from John 14 to 17. So John 14 to 17 is the farewell discourse. So it's, it, it, it happens at the Last Supper before the Lord's Passion. So that they may be one as you and I are one, as I am, I am in you and you are in me. Maybe they, may they be one in us, sort of thing. All of this, this, this conversation has taken place. Um, so we've skipped a couple of chapters now, because obviously we just read them. Uh, a couple of weeks ago during Easter, the passion, death, and resurrection of Jesus, and now we're on, on to John 21. So the passion has already happened. And what's particular, I suppose, to this gospel is Peter's denial of Jesus has already taken place. So Peter fell short of the mark. And one day, along with Nathaniel and, and uh, James and John, he says, look, I'm going fishing. So they go fishing. They go back to what they know how to do. Jesus has risen, but they, they, they don't know what their purpose is yet. So they go fishing. And there's this miraculous haul of fish. They, they, there's a man on the shore, and he calls out, did you catch anything? And they say, no, nothing, uh, more or less. And in Greek or Hebrew, Aramaic, they would have spoken. Uh, so Jesus says, well, the, this figure on the shore says, cast out your nets to starboard, which they do and haul in a great net load of fish, so much so the boat is almost sinking. Peter then listens to, to, to John, who says to him, it is the Lord. Peter jumps out of the boat. They're only about 100 meters from shore. Uh, and Jesus says those legendary words, come and have breakfast. So Jesus, who prepares breakfast for them, Keep in mind what has just happened, you know, a couple of days beforehand. There was just all the horrific scenes of his, his arrest and, and the, the, that mock trial and the, 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 the rage of the Pharisees. 
and the Jews and oh, horrific. Then the crucifixion itself and then the, looking back on it going, where was I when Jesus needed me? And there I thought, I was like, I thought I was, I thought, Lord, I even said it to him, Lord, I mean, all may leave you, but I, I will never leave you. So Peter knew that he had failed him. And what happens? They're sitting on this, beside this charcoal fire that Jesus has prepared. They bring over some of the fish that they've caught. Jesus prepares breakfast for them and then has this conversation with them. So you've just let Jesus down. And what does he do? Cooks breakfast for you and gives you an opportunity to love him back. He gives you this gift, this, this, this opportunity to say, Lord, I love you. Three times, one for each time that he denied him. It's, it's, it's a, like if this doesn't reveal the Lord's heart, I don't know what does, you know. When, when people think of God as, as condemning or as kind of uh, like, a, like a lawyer trying to find some way of condemning us, trying to find some way in which maybe it can be construed that you broke the law. This, that, that isn't the Jesus of the gospel. The Jesus of the gospel is trying to find any way he can at all to save you. So he's giving Peter an opportunity to make good his mistakes. Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these others do? He said, yes, Lord, you know I love you. Feed my lambs. A second time he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He replied, yes, Lord, you know I love you. Jesus said to him, look after my sheep. Then he said to him a third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was upset that he asked him a third time, do you love me? I think any of us would be, for a lot of reasons. One, I mean, Lord, do you, did you believe me when I said it the other two times? Or maybe he's getting flashbacks of that, that mob and the mob mentality. Uh, crucify him, crucify him. And then, I know by your accent, you're a Galilean, aren't you? No, no, what man? I don't know this man. And then just how your heart would sink when you hear the cock crow. I let him down. I wasn't there. I saw Jesus do good. I, 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 I've, I've heard him preach so often. I've, I've been with him for three years. We've camped out together. We've done everything together. I've been so proud of him on so many occasions when he shut down the, the scribes of the Pharisees. I've seen him work miracles. I've seen him console people. I've seen, I've seen into those divine eyes. And then in the moment he needed me, I, just, I, I balked. So you can imagine all this coming back to him. And he's upset. He said, Lord, you know I love you. Feed my sheep. Now, the last thing I want to underline here. So with these words, he indicated about the kind of death by which Peter would give glory to God. So someone else putting your, your belt around you, being led to where you'd rather not go. Jesus uh, is prophesying that Peter is going to be, to be led to Rome and will be crucified there. But he finishes then with, and after this he said, follow me. Now, maybe it's a small little detail, but I, for me that's, that's just hugely consoling because uh, Peter falls short of the mark. He's given these opportunities to make good, if you will, just to, to, to 
verbalize at least the fact that yes I love you Lord you know I, I, I want to say this but I want, to, I want to also live it not just say it I want to live this as well so he's, but he's given the opportunity to say it Jesus makes it so easy presents it on a plate to him do you love me yes I do follow me follow me I haven't given up on you you've made mistakes you haven't gotten it all right but we knew that you're in the gospels Peter was so hot-headed like he didn't get it always right but the Lord has not given up on him he has not uh, reneged on his decision to make Peter one of the foundations on which the the, the church will be built and the, the head of the apostles follow me now as I say this this means an awful lot to me because I, I look at myself and I think I could be better. I should be so many, so many things, you know, uh, so much more virtuous and patient and loving and all these other good things. Uh, and so many times I've, 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 I've fallen and fallen short of the mark and the Lord gives me opportunities on a daily basis to love him. And then asks us after that, like, follow me. Do you want to follow me? So every day, what, what do we have? We have the gift of today. Today you have the gift of today. That's all you got. Tomorrow's gone. Tomorrow hasn't, ha- hasn't happened yet. Yesterday's gone. All you have is today. So what have you done with today? What are you going to do with the rest of today? Do we choose the Lord? Do we choose prayer? Do we choose what's comfortable? Do we choose what's easy? Do I choose service? Do I choose myself? Do I choose to hold on to hurts? Do I choose to replay a person's words that, that might have hurt me or maybe they didn't mean it that way but I, 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 I hold on to it and I harbor it and I mix it in with the, the salad of all their previous failures. Come up with a nice little bowl of muck. Or do I choose to forgive and love and serve? All I have is today. We have the gift that God gives us is the gift of today. And implicitly, through many different scenarios, the Lord asks, do you love me? He doesn't do it in a miraculous form that he will appear to us. But when you see your brother or sister in need, when you see uh, someone struggling, uh, even when you have free time and you can choose what to do with it, where does the Lord feature in any of this? If in our free time it's straight to the pool table, well, once in a day, okay. On every occasion, nah. We can do better than that. If on every occasion we have free time, it's, 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 oh, that's my comfort time. That's my warm blanket time. And just kind of sit there and do not, again, a little of this is okay. It's all about balance. But if all, of my, if all of my free time is me time, where does the Lord feature? When I have free time, so when I can choose what I do at this hour, if it's always me that I choose, well then, maybe my faith isn't actually as profound as I thought it was. Maybe my prayer life isn't at all what I thought it was or what it should be. The gift you have is the gift of today. And it's your choice what you do with it. No rules or no institution or no um, superior can force you to do what the Lord is asking you to do today.
structures are there to help. But what happens within that structure depends on you. And I remember hearing, hearing in the seminary, uh, the, the primary responsible for our formation as seminarians is the seminarian themselves. Because no one can dictate to me what goes on in here or what goes on in here. Externally, they can say, sit there, sit here, just lift that, put there. Grand, I can do all of that, but in here, what matters? No one can dictate to me what I think or what I choose or who I love or how. So the gift we have today is today. What time is it now? 10 o'clock, 9 o'clock, half nine. So you have 12 hours. You have 12 hours. Some of that's timetabled, so you don't have a choice what you'll do for of those 12 hours, yeah, maybe six, seven hours of it are timetabled, and the rest of it's yours. And even the timetable stuff, the attitude with which we do it, that's still our choice. The love with which we do it is still our choice. The joy with which we do things is still our choice. So certain things are timetabled, so where you'll be is decided. But the next 12 hours, everything about them, the amount of love you put into it, that's 100% you. Me. 100%. No one can dictate that to you. So that's, this, is, this is the gift. It's the gift that you and I have. And I think it's helpful for us to think, Lord, I haven't always gotten this right. And maybe I messed up yesterday. Maybe I've messed up a chunk of my life, years. But today I have the gift of today. So what do I do with it? Do I choose to love? Do I choose to serve? Do I choose to be a saint? Or do I choose me? And no one can answer that but you. The Lord gives us the opportunity and then says, follow me.